What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Welcome to the Rugby Rant Podcast Show. Your premium North American rugby podcast. Growing rugby one fan at a time. And welcome, everybody, to the Run, Pass, or Kick interview. We haven't had one of these in a while, and we have a very, very, very special guest. And, of course, I'm going old school in honor of this man. Uh, we've got head coach of the NOLA Gold, Corey Brown, stepping into the studio with us. Mate, how are you? I'm good, and uh, thanks for the opportunity for Benjamin. I uh, looking forward to it. Absolutely. I've been I've been really looking forward to this one quite a bit. And, and as I'm sure a lot of gold fans are, I've got uh, behind me the gold diggers flag in their honor. And I'm sure they're going to be listening really intent on hearing what you had to say and some of the things that you're going to talk about as we get closer to 2024 in the MLR. Um, so, you know, we're going to have a good crack at it and get some good questions in here. Uh, but before I do, um, let me just uh, explain to everybody the Run Pass Kick episode. Basically, for those who are uninitiated, I'm going to ask uh, Corey Brown, Coach Corey, some questions here, and we're going to prompt each question with Run Pass or Kick, and Corey's going to let us know as uh, the watchers, the viewers, what he is going to do. Is he going to run with a question, which means he's going to go ahead and answer it? Is he going to pass a question, meaning eh, it's a little hot to handle? He's going to pass that one off to the next guy. Perhaps it's Fitz or Van or or Tim. or is he going to make me work, put me on the back foot, make me get on the defensive and 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 get a run at him? And uh, he could kick one to me. And what that implies is that I'm going to have to answer in his stead in a way that I think that Coach Brown will answer. Uh, and he can grade me out just like any good coach. I'm sure he'll give me some feedback uh, and add his own flair onto it. So that being said, Head coach of the Noel Gold, Corey Brown, are you ready for the Run Pass Kick Challenge, mate? 100%. I'll be keen to run with it. All right. That's what we like to hear. Uh, don't feel compelled to run. You can always give it a you know good hospital pass to somebody. But uh, nevertheless, um, real quick on your CV, you have a variety of coaching experiences, which is what I appreciate and love about um, what you're bringing the sauce, so to speak, to the coaching arena here with the gold. And for those that don't know, uh, you know, Coach Brown played with Otago, um, good friend of mine, uh, Carl 
uh, Krynan, shout out to you, mate, from Otago. Um, then you, uh, you know, were also involved with the development team, um, Connect as a skills coach, uh, head coach of Otago for a bit, Mitre 10 championship um, competition in 2016, uh, coached the New Zealand uh, schools Barbarians team, uh, 2016 to 17, New Zealand under 20s. Uh, as an assistant, both defense and in skills, uh, 2017 and 18, um, also the assistant coach in skills, co- or sorry, high performance coach for uh, the Highlanders. And then you were at in Japan with the Sunwolves as assistant coach, uh, also with the Sanix Blues, and then most recently involved with the Georgian national team during Rugby World Cup 2023. I think I just lost my breath. <laughs> yeah, I, I guess um, ever since I was probably 17, I've um, always been really interested in traveling and rug- rugby's provided me with that opportunity. So um, it's it's an amazing game and it's it's one way to see the world and to meet lots of different people and, and enjoy lots of different cultures. Um, I've, I've always loved to travel um, and yeah, it's just, it's awesome to get around the world and to get different experiences from lots of different uh, rugby nations uh, is really important. And look, I, I love the game. Uh, I love learning every day, getting better every day as a coach. And hopefully I try to install that love of the game uh, into the players. Absolutely. And again, I think that the thing I like about the variety of experiences, the variety of um uh, you know, camps and situations that you've been in is you, it seems like you're going to be more adaptable to, in terms of your style to, to fit the needs and skill set of the boys that you're leading as we go into 2024. Yeah, look, I, I would agree to that. Um, it was a really, it was a really interesting learning uh, experience over in Georgia. So uh, like I had to coach in English, of course, uh, my Georgian wasn't great. But I didn't want to go there and say, this is how we're going to play. I wanted to go and sort of experience and see what how what they were good at. And then me just adding and growing and improving the attack. Uh, and I look, I, yeah, I'm a pretty easygoing guy. Um, I like to get along with people. Um, so, you know, I actually really enjoyed that experience in Georgia. And topping it off at a World Cup was an amazing experience in France. Hundred percent. So your Georgian may not be, uh, you know, necessarily where you wanted it to be. Uh, maybe after you get done with this experience, or as you go through this experience, I should say, uh, your Creole. You'll maybe pick up a little bit of Creole along the way. Uh, yeah, you never know. I'm, I'm pretty good at ordering <laughs> a few beers in every country around the world. So. <laughs> yeah. Add that to your CV, right? You get to order a beer in Japanese. In what do they speak in Georgia? Uh, is it Georgia Georgian. or is it Russian? Yeah, Georgian, uh, you know, and, and Gaelic and, uh, you know, um, even maybe Maori possibly. I don't know. Yeah. I got to the same. All right. Let's speak a bit of French as well. Hey, there you go. There you go. The language of love. You got to like that. All right. So we're going to get, have a crack at the run past kick episode here. We're going to start off the first one. Uh, and and we'll take it easy on you with the first one here. Run past your kick. The fact that the gold we're able to hire a coach of your caliber, your pedigree, to me is awesome. We've just talked about your CV. Um, run past your kick. Did Fitz lure you to the United States by promising to do your laundry for a month? I'll, I'll certainly run with that. Um, 
look, I, I guess it, it all sort of happened um, during the World Cup. Um, like a good friend of mine, I was coaching with Paul Tito, who's one of the assistant coaches at Georgia, but is the assistant forwards coach at the Blues and Super Rugby at the moment. He, he's really good friends with uh, with Kane Thompson, who's been at Nola Gold for a few years now. Um, the conversation started, and and Fitz was awesome when I when I first talked to him. I loved his passion for for Nola Gold um, and his vision and and what he was trying to create. So. With him and Tim, Tim Falcon and the owners and everyone, uh, it looked like it was something that I, I was really interested in getting on board. Um, so, yeah, he, he hasn't promised to do the laundry at the moment, but uh, he's been he's been awesome, uh, and he and he's a top man, and, um, and just just loves Nola Gold. So you can't help 100%. love the guy. Hundred percent. He's one of my favorite guys. Uh, I I consider and call him a friend. We've gotten pretty close, talk quite frequently, and I'm pretty sure. I mean, he's a marine, so he's tougher tougher than nails, and and could spit a few nails out. I'm sure. But if he were to bleed, I think uh, that blood wouldn't be red. It would be pure gold. So I'm I'm pretty certain of that. So um, yeah, because you're right. He does have a lot of passion for the sport and for the or the Nola Gold. I want to move forward just a little bit. And again, to just give everybody a little bit more about not necessarily CV, but your well-rounded experience on social media, you're pretty adamant, especially on Facebook of promoting iMatch sport. Um, and it's not something that a lot of American rugby fans, even those that are steeped are not super familiar with. So um, kind of run past or kick two questions uh, rolled into one here. What is it, IMAX Sport, and um, does it have the potential to impact the MLR? I'll certainly run with that. Um, it's I'm one of the founding members of IMAX Sport. Um, me and a really good friend of mine uh, back in Dunedin sort of come up with the idea. It was an idea I created or well, thought about uh, maybe 10, 10, 25 years ago. And look, uh, I was always looking for an opportunity as a player. So IMAX Sport is where a player can uh, go in and look for an opportunity at a club or a club can go and look for opportunities or recruit players. So uh, that's the concept of it. Um, it's just creating a platform for not only players or clubs, but for physios, um, for managers, for S&C staff uh, that are just looking for opportunities to potentially travel around the world uh, with rugby, so we're starting with rugby, but it's it's got the potential to go to any other sport. Um, we're just starting with rugby because that's that's what I know. Absolutely, and I, I think it's interesting. I mean, with with rugby, really, in comparison to New Zealand or England or France, is in its infancy. It does seem like there's opportunities. I mean, I I know that there's a lot of young lads who are look you know looking to go from high school to college that are certainly interested in finding out what would be a good fit. And there's a lot of folks in the coaching realm that want to explore opportunities in rugby. So I think there's a lot of potential and I'd love yeah. to hear. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah. No, so look, and that's that sort of, I had the idea for a long time and finally just done something about it. So it's really new. It's a really new platform. Uh, we're just trying to create a bit of a database of players, um, of clubs, uh, of anyone really that that's interested in looking for those opportunities. Um, so yeah, it's great that you're talking about it. Um, it's something that I've been promoting for the last sort of two or three months. So um, look, we've got seventy 
of uh, clubs and players on there at the moment, and hopefully that continues to grow. We are we are targeting those sort of school leavers, um, early college sort of uh, players. Um, you know, yes, potentially there's an opportunity for professional players, um, but it's it's just trying to find them for for people, which is the, the area where I thought thought was uh, really difficult when I was trying to find them as a player and a coach. Yeah, very interesting. And and again, going back to, you know, your your focal point there, which is, you know, kids that are leaving high school, maybe beyond uni. Um, the, I, there's a lot of kids that are, you know, in that age group, that category that, that are interested in looking to play overseas and want to find out if they can, you know, expand their development and their knowledge. So I, I certainly like to promote that kind of stuff because, again, that promotion of of products like this can only enhance USA Rugby and and its community. Yeah, and th- thanks uh, for that. And that's that's what we want to do: create connections between individuals and clubs, or clubs and individuals, and hopefully they can get the opportunity to travel to, for example, New Zealand or Australia, play some club rugby, then come back to America, or even an American club bringing someone from New Zealand or Australia over. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. I want to. I want to start to move forward and talk a little bit about more about the MLR. But I think hit upon some questions too, in particular that fans frequently ask on the MLR fan zone and on the Rugby Rant podcast uh, Facebook page. There kind of is always this consistent question being you know asked, and and so the first of all, I think the big one here. Run, pass, or kick. Having coached in, as we talked about, several rugby-rich countries, Japan having just hosted a World Cup, uh, you know, as we said, Ireland and France and et cetera, New Zealand, obviously, uh, and, and of course, Georgia. Run, pass, or kick. What is the perception of the MLR outside the United States in those countries in which you've coached or played? Uh, with that. I, look, I, I think it's an amazing competition that's growing really, really quickly. Uh, and I think that's one of the reasons why I wanted to get involved. Um, look, I've never coached on or played on this side of, of the world. Uh, I've been in New Zealand, Australia, Japan, into Europe, um, but not, not over here. So it was an area or a, an experience that I wanted to do. And I think the perception of Major League Rugby around the world is it's a grand competition, um, it's an exciting competition, and for me, it's 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 going to be really uh, awesome. I think the teams in 2024 look like they're recruiting well, and anyone can win it, which is what all competitions need. Um, you know, you don't want a competition like Super Rugby in New Zealand where just the Crusaders win it, whereas Major League Rugby is not that. I think in the early years there might have been a back-to-back winner, but no one else has ever in in recent years has gone back-to-back. There's always a new winner. So I think that's exciting for the competition. 100%. um, Yeah. Now that Scott Robertson's gone on to to the next level, maybe uh, the Crusaders give everybody else a chance, right? Yeah, absolutely. Let's hope so. Yeah, yeah. Um, On the back of that question, again, getting to a heart of a question that frequently appears in social media, for those that follow the MLR or even those that have just kind of jumped in and haven't been following rugby like, like I have for, you know, the better part of 25 years. Um, 
they want to know fans of the MLR want to know how does the fan, how does the MLR stack up against other domestic leagues? So, you know, run pass or kick, what would be a comparative league competition that the MLR might, you know, Hey, can we get a crossover, a preseason, you know, kind of thing um, between maybe another rugby rich country's you know, representative team and the MLR and make it, you know, competitive and fun and, and get value out of it. I want to kick that one over to you. Um, only because like, I think until I experience uh, the season, I, I probably won't have a, I'd just be guessing. Um, yeah. And it's a question that comes up a lot with uh, what does Prodi do in France? How does that compare to, NPC in New Zealand, for example. So I think all these different competitions in different countries are all different. Um, and it's really difficult to compare one with the other. I, I coached in, in Ireland a lot in, in club rugby in Ireland and AIL. And lots of people used to think AIL was just like club rugby in, in Dunedin uh, or in New Zealand. But look, it's, it's, it's really difficult to compare because the style of play, the weather, all of those things come in. So I'll kick that over to you, really. Well, thank you. I, I, I was kind of preparing mentally for the potential of this <laughs> one. Um, but it, what's interesting is we see quite a few New Zealand players cross over. So they'll, they'll after the MLR season is over, they'll go back to New Zealand. The, um, we frequently see players like Bowden Walker go back to New Zealand playing, you know, in the, the Mitre 10 competition. Manawatu Turbo seems to be a team that, you know, frequently picks up MLR players in the back of this, of our season here in the United States. Um, we see a few Curry cup players mixed in from South Africa. Um, it's interesting. We don't see a lot of French players in spite of the connection that the Nola gold has, um, with, um, you know, the French, you know, a French club. Um, we, we don't, uh, we don't see that too much. It would be, I, I would be thrilled to see a bit more of that. We do get some premiership English English premiership players, but they're usually kind of uh, you know uh, on the backside of their career, uh, looking to you know and still enjoy rugby. And I'm not saying you know going to retirement, but they're looking to enjoy the United States, kind of expand their uh, their their experience and and have a bit of fun, but also still play uh, a, a reasonable level of rugby. So I I would put it in there with them, and and you know I would love to see a little bit more preseason crossover, or even you know the 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 shield champion from the MLR play, you know, another team from the Mitre 10 uh, just as kind of one final competition. I, I think you're you're hundred percent right. It'd be awesome for potentially like at the moment, I'm not sure if you're aware, the super rugby teams are going to Japan to play preseason games or they're going to the UK to play Bristol uh, or Munster, you know, like, so it's an amazing uh, thing that potentially could happen in the future. And it'll be great to see. It'll be great for him for Major League Rugby and rugby here in America. You know, we saw um, uh, Stade Toulouse play here in the United States, play against uh, the United States, the Eagles. Uh, and it was a very competitive match, very enjoyable match to watch. You know, I, that's why I, I think maybe a D2 French team, um, probably, you know, mid-ranked D2 French team might be a comparative in France. But I agree. I think it would be incredibly good fun and it would um, provide a great competition and give us kind of a barometer, if you will, uh, for those fans that are still 
you know, interested to see how we stack up against, you know, you know foreign leagues. So um, I'm going to, before we get into the quick tap here, uh, I have one more question. Um, so run past your kick, uh, Coach Corey. Uh, how did the opportunity, you touched upon it a little bit, um, to coach the NOLA Gold come about? So you mentioned that you were in, you know, coaching um, in Georgia, uh, a friend of, you know, mutual friend of Kane Thompson's reached out to you. But, you know, the the final negotiations, like, what did that look like for fans that that don't know the intricacies? Um. Look, I can, I can run with it. Um, I think I, I'm certainly not speaking out of turn. So I guess as a professional rugby coach, um, like it's, it's probably one of the best jobs in the world, but it's also uh, can be quite frustrating around opportunities. Um, and I, I was coaching and uh, at, at Georgia. My contract was finishing um, at the end of 2023. And unfortunately, our head coach in Georgia resigned, and so I, I, I needed a job as a as an opportunity, and and it was the timing was was right for me um, to come over here, and and that that's pretty much how it happened. Um, and look, I I spoke to Fitzy. Um, I was coaching at the time during the World Cup, so. I, I got my agent to negotiate the, the finer details of it, but we were in constant contact with, with Tim Fitzy and Nola Gold. Um, and then once I'd finished at the World Cup and had an opportunity to talk to um, my wife and family, and then I just sort of made a decision when I was, I was back in New Zealand. Oh, awesome, mate. Well, we're glad to have you, for sure, down there at the Nola Gold, and we're excited to see what this team brings in 2024, we know that they have the potential. We know that they have some great players, um, not only domestics, but it brought in some great foreign players, a, a few from New Zealand that really stood out last year. Jared Adams is, you know, one of those prime examples. So we're excited. I mean, I think gold fans have a lot of reason to be excited. Um, and we're hoping that you can lead the boys to the first ever playoff berth. It's one of those things that I know in the back of Fitzy's uh, mind at 3 and 4 a.m. when he is, yes, still awake and and running through things, uh, working on his uh, his last Mountain Dew of the day um, that he, he dreams about getting into the playoffs and getting to that championship for sure. So um, we're hoping you're that you're the man to lead us in that direction. With that, folks, uh, we're going to take a moment to hear a word from our sponsors, and we'll come back, have a little fun, change of pace with the Quick Tap. When we pick up the ball, we also pick up a legacy. A legacy that stretches beyond your current team. A legacy built on the backs of those who came before you with hard work. And for those who will come after you, we promise it won't be easy. But we'll be there, supporting you on and off the field. All right, folks, we're back. Thanks for hanging in, hanging in there. And thank you to our sponsors. We couldn't do it without you. We appreciate your support. We're ready to move forward here with the quick tap. Again, for those people that don't know, we're going to do a little of this or that. We're going to throw a few fun questions at Coach Corey Brown, head coach of the NOLA Gold. So with that, let's get into it straight away. We got five of these prepared. Um, and maybe I might add a six for a little flair, just a little something, fun, a little funky funk. All right. So here we go. Now that you spent, you know, what is it, about three weeks in in, in uh, New Orleans, 
Okay. I'm going to throw a couple at you. Preferred pastry, beignets or king cakes? I enjoy king cake. Enjoy king cake. Do you leave the knife inside the box or do you take it out and wash it? Oh, I don't know that tradition. <laughs> I might actually take it out and wash it. All right, we'll keep we'll we'll zip that one and you can you can ask around and maybe ask okay. Cam and Cam's Cam's married a proper uh, a proper New Orleans girl, so he, he can have the answer, I'm sure. Use your cheat code with that one. All right, next one. Um Preferred Nola food. Again, we're sticking with a the theme here. If you can't figure that one out, folks, gumbo or jambalaya? Uh, gumbo. Nice. I like that choice. So uh, I don't know if Tim froze some for you, but I am told and have it on very, very, very good authority that he makes a fabulous. What's so special about Hero Bread? Soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today. Christmas gumbo. So we just, you probably missed that window, but maybe throw some and you can uh, make a bet and get a little bit of that and try it out. Cause I heard uh, the, the Falcons were uh, kind enough to invite me over for Thanksgiving. So it was awesome to go over there and experience my first ever Thanksgiving. I was here for about three or four days, um, checking the place out back, at, back in the end of November. So it was an amazing experience. Nice. A class is, Top man, I loved him. Again, I consider him a friend, and he is a gentleman of the highest order. So it, I'm glad you got to spend a, a good holiday with with uh, the Falcon family. They're they're great people. Um, and shout out to my man Dan Falcon, by the way, who who is my my authority on the Christmas gumbo. All right, next one: preferred New Orleans alternative to rugby, Saints or Pelicans? Uh, Saints. I'm an NFL. Uh... So I enjoy watching, especially in the weekend. It was great. I know the Saints went in the playoffs, but um, yeah, it's I, I love my uh, NFL and American football. Who you got? The who Pelicans you got? This not playing well. Yeah, no, they are. Oh, um, Forty Niners. My kids, my kids love uh, Taylor Swift, so I'm try- I'm trying to go the other side. <laughs> I love the Forty. I'd love to see the Forty Niners win. Gotcha. Yeah. Well, you know, Patrick Mahomes has had a couple, so it's about time for somebody else to win, right? All right. Here we go. I did a little deep dive in your social media, so I'm pretty sure I know the answer to this one. Nevertheless, ideal holiday, beach or mountains? Um, look, I, I, I do love going to uh, to the beach, but I did live um, in the mountains in New Zealand, Um when I went to school up in Wanaka, and which is close to Queenstown, so uh, do a bit of skiing and stuff like that. So, but probably, probably the beach, to be honest. Nice. All right. Can't complain about the beach. I, I'm, I'm sure that. Uh, oh, I know that New Zealand has some pretty stellar ones, and uh, they're in. You know, it's beach time for them right now. Well, you know, as you can see, fans uh, over here, cold gold fan right here, number one. I'm up in Chicago. It is cold here. And so a beach would be a nice alternative for this guy. All right. One last one here. Um, 
Coach Brown. Uh, actually, two. I'm going to throw a, a, an ad lib one here. More satisfying win. You were with the Georgian team. They won against Wales and Italy. Which was a more satisfying win? Um, probably it's they're both really, really, really different. I, I thought our first one against Italy was an just an amazing experience being in, in Georgia, in Batumi. Uh, the Georgia Rugby Union did a great job with selling the tickets. The fans were unbelievable that day. Um, and, and we actually played really well. But to win away in, in Wales um, and like up against a, a really good side, a Welsh side, and to win away from home, was was just unbelievable, really. It was uh, two great two two great wins for the, the national team. Um, but the first, it's got to be the Italian one. The first ever win against the Tier One team, and just in Georgia was yeah, it was crazy. The team the team got on a bit, stopped didn't stop drinking for about four days. <laughs> we had to we had to play um, we had to play Portugal like the following Saturday, so we really couldn't train because they're still drunk. Uh, until about the Thursday, and then half of them had COVID, so then we had to oh, just really train on on captain training. And luckily, uh, we were still good enough to beat Portugal on the Saturday. But yeah, it was an amazing victory in Batumi for uh, the Georgia national team. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's like I suppose uh, the choice there is like you know picking a favorite child. It's you can't do it. You you, you love you love both the victories for different reasons, right? Yeah, that's right. All right. One last. Uh, this is a quick one. Not a this or that. I just got to know. I've been dying to know. All right. Let's just say that you and the you've given the boys they have a they have a bye week, and it just happens to coincide with Mardi Gras weekend, which you have yet to experience. Right. So the boys have off. You kind of can let your guard down a little bit. Turn down the 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 jets um, just before season starts. And you're going to roll for a solid day of celebration of Mardi Gras. I got to know who is in your posse and what kind of car you're rolling in. And my posse around from the players or from the coaches? Anybody you want. You can, you, you, Fitz, you, Tim said, hell with it. I'm flying them all in because we love what you're doing. Uh, so bring in anybody you want. Players, coaches, friends from New Zealand, friends from Georgia. Hell, you could bring the five Georgia national team players. Sounds like you'd have a pretty damn good time. Um, so I'd probably go. Um, I, I need Fitz. Fitz has got to be got to be in there as my driver. Um, and I'd, I'd I'd get my my older brother over because he he always enjoys a beer and loves the footy. Um, so he's he Tony's probably got to be in there. Uh, I've got a I've got a really good mate of mine that I've known for a long, long time, um, and for some reason he can always sniff out a really good party. So, um, and he works with New Zealand Rugby. Yeah, so he he works with New Zealand Rugby and knows a few sponsors yeah. and marketing for New Zealand yeah. Rugby. So, so Yanni Guthrie's probably got to be in there as well. Um, and look, I had a, and experienced my first. Um, my first Mardi Gras parade in the weekend. And um, Kane Thompson was a very good host around showing us where to be and what to see. And uh, he was able to take us to a party on Saturday night that 
I probably probably can't really talk about, but uh, <laughs> it was a really good experience, and uh, it was something that uh, we we enjoyed uh, as a, as a group of coaches. So Kane's probably got to be in there because he knows uh, where the good places in New Orleans are. He's been here for a few years now, and would would have to have a dodge, I reckon. A, a dodge. Okay. I like the choice. I like the choice. I got to ram myself. Yeah. So, you know, it's, it's kind of interesting. So now we're putting New York, New Orleans up with Vegas and that, you know, what stays in, what, what happens in New Orleans stays in New Orleans. I like it. All right. Um, oh, that was awesome. I love that, uh, that little take on um, the quick, quick tap. We got a lot of inter- information about coach Brown. Uh, he didn't give away everything. Uh, thankfully, so maybe somebody can get him drunk one night on on some Georgian vodka and and he'll spill his guts. Um, nevertheless, we're going to get back into the run passer kick episode and, and um, coach, you talked about Kane Thompson just a moment ago, and it sounds like you know he's going to be in your posse for crying out loud. You got to have built a pretty solid relationship, you know, um, not just recently but over the years, um, you know. Uh, so I got to ask, because a lot of folks, NOLA Gold fans, those that don't know the, gold, know the NOLA Gold all that well, you know, in U.S. sporting landscape, fans are not used to a head coach taking a stepping down, stepping aside, and take a lesser role in the same organization. Typically, head coaches, you know, the slate is wiped clean, new coaches brought in, they bring in their people. That's typical of the NFL. You follow NFL, so I'm sure you're familiar with that philosophy. Um, so run pass or kick, how has it been working with Kane given that he made the decision to step aside and kind of go back into the assistant coach's role as, you know, forwards in the defense? Yeah, look, I, I could run with that. Um, so just like I've, I've actually, the first time I met Kane uh, officially was in uh, New Orleans. So okay. uh, I'd spoken to him on the phone. I'd, I'd 100% um, know who he was. But I hadn't actually uh, ever worked with him or coached him uh, or met him before. Look, when when he spoke to me about um, that he'd just been doing doing it everything or doing a lot uh, around um, the forwards, the line out, um, the a little bit of the attack, a little bit of the defence, uh, managing the whole the whole organisation. I guess from a coaching point of view. Um, he he really wanted to get other coaches involved and step back and just focus on making sure he nailed his role as a forwards coach. Uh, the lineup went well and and the defence. So, um, like he's he's um, he's a coach that I think's got a huge potential, um, and he's done an amazing job here. Um, he's he's really really, I think, grown a lot of good young. For a lot of the guys that are at NOLA and still at NOLA, um, like he's made them a lot better rugby players. He's he's grown their IQs. Uh, he's made them more professional. So so far, look, I've known him for three weeks. Been working with him, well, two and a half weeks, and I met him back in November. But he's yeah, I think he's got a huge future. He's an awesome coach, and I think NOLA Gold of um, you know I think he loves loves it here, um, but he's. Yeah, done an amazing job. So hopefully he continues um, in the years to come, and and I'm sure that like yeah he'll he'll step back into being a head coach, um, no doubt in the future. Now I, I got to ask, just as an aside, um, did 
you know, obviously you're, you mentioned your older brother, Tony Brown also played for Otago played for the all blacks. Um, you probably run in the same circles as Carlos Spencer uh, through the years. It, would I be accurate in that? Uh, yes, Tony certainly was. That he was one of the players that um, was in his position. They played a lot of games against each other. Uh, I played a few games against Talos, but I wasn't certainly uh, an All Black like like my brother was. So Tony was a ten. Uh, Carlos was a ten. So they they played a number of battles against each other. Yeah. Now, did you did you reach out to Carlos as you were doing your own research and homework on you know potentially coming to the United States? No, no, I didn't. Um, hmm. Actually, something that the Nola Gold fans might not know, that Carlos was coaching Sanix before I got there as well. Um, so he was at Sanix in Japan. Uh, and then I come in and took over. Well, not took over. I come in and, and was coaching after him. Um, so it's the second time that's, that's happened. He, I, didn't, I actually didn't realize that he was coaching uh, Nola Gold until Fitzy mentioned it. Um, so, but look, Carlos was a fantastic rugby player. Yeah, um, he was one of the most talented um, and attacking players you would you would probably ever see. So, uh, I'm sure he he um, you know helped out the the Nola Gold players, and gave them some words of wisdom. Absolutely, um, and, and I appreciate that. And I appreciate the the new information about the Sanex connection because, again, for for us that are over here, sometimes we get a bit a little bit isolated in our knowledge of some other movings um that are happening in overseas competitions uh, but i want to move on to the next question you know again you've talked very glowingly about fitz he's you know going to be in your posse after all um and i again i have a great relationship with well, he's, him. A, he's at least the driver he's at least the driver he's at least the driver <laughs> he knows where to go you know he knows where to go that's right that's right um you're a smart man you're a smart man. I, I wouldn't even thought about making sure the guy who was driving when knew where to go. Um, so um, that's why you're a head coach and I run a podcast. <laughs> um, so uh, run past your kick, knowing Coach Fitz, or sorry, GM Fitz as I do. Um, he is hungry to get that first playoff. When I talked about that, I know he's, you know, he bleeds gold. He's chomping at the bit to, to get into the playoffs and, and potentially get into the, you know, the MLR final. Um, but run past your kick, what are your key performance indicators or KPIs as they're known uh, in coaching circles for the 2024 season? Uh, look, I, I can run with that. Um, we're, we're just going through that, I guess, through that process. Um, we're creating connections and starting to build those, those relationships and starting to set a few goals over sort of this week and into next. Uh, we just finished all the all the one-on-one meetings with all the players, uh, all the coaches. Um, so look, that that takes a little bit of time. It's sort of you know 15, 20 minutes each, and just sort of getting to understand uh, where they come from, uh, what their goals are, and what they're trying to grow in their game. But it, it was really, really clearly obvious um, that everyone was really passionate about Nola Gold and getting them into the playoffs. So it's been, I think it's been six years and no playoffs, um, and I guess that's that's just not not good enough. Um, so Nola Gold and the the owners and Tim and all of those guys have invested a little bit uh, more into the program, uh, into the team, 
So, like, everyone's expectations is to, to get to the playoffs. Yeah, 100%. Um, I'm going to put my hand up for that one, too. Uh, so, at any rate, except I, I got to tell you, you know, being involved with the Hounds and having been a Gold fans, having been a Gold fan since, you know, uh, 2000, late 2018, um, if if Noah and the Hounds play together, uh, play against each other for the in the playoffs, um, I'm – I don't know what I'm going to do. I, I might um, pass out from excitement or pass out from um, confusion. I'm not sure, but uh, I can only hope that I do have to figure out how I and why I'm going to pass out. Nevertheless, let's get to the last question, Coach Brown. You might be uh, able to put a, you put, get a jersey that so you can flip it both ways. You could have a Nola Gold and the Hounds on the inside and whoever wins, just flip it around. Yeah. That's that's a damn good call, by the way. Nola had a reversible jersey, I think, in 2020. So I might have to make one of those happen. I've actually talked about getting two different jerseys, cutting them in half, and you know, putting them together, and that way I'm yeah. I'm good either way. Um, so good call again. The reason why you're a head coach, and uh, you know, I'm not. Um, so at any rate, last question here for you. You've been an awesome guest and and splendidly candid and really, I think, answered a lot of important questions for Gold fans and fans of the MLR. But uh, this last question here, um, run, pass, or kick, what is one thing? And this this maybe you haven't maybe this is an unfair question. I hope not. I hope it's something you've given some thought to, but you know, um, you can run pass or kick accordingly. What is one thing that the U.S. rugby community must do in order to be prepared for Rugby World Cup 2031 and for the women 2033? Being a New Zealander, you've probably given a lot of thought to World Cup. So I'm asking you, what do we need to do as a community? One thing. Um, Look, I'll I'll try and run with it. Um, So I guess as your one thing from a supporter's point of view or from – uh, a rugby playing point of view for the for the US team. Uh, I would say from the rugby playing point of view. I mean, it it is the it, it was a massive disappointment um, for many USA rugby fans that they didn't qualify for 2023. And I think you know we've again you may or may not know. I don't know how much um, you know research you've done or how much you know you've paid attention to the US Eagles system. But you know Scott Lawrence has come in, and I think one of the reasons he stepped in and be given being given opportunities like you know setting the platform for the anthem, of course, have been in part because uh, of our failure to 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 make the world to qualify for the World Cup. So I think the the rugby community is most concerned with you know. Being in the mix in 20, when I say in the mix, being able to qualify and maybe winning a pool game in 2027, but then, um, you know, being a team that can possibly get out of that pool pool play uh, in 2031. Yeah, so look, I, we, we played um, uh, USA in our warm-up game before we went to the World Cup last year in Georgia. And I actually was uh, really impressed um, how they played that day. I uh, thought they they played a really good style of rugby that was a good balance between uh, kicking well, uh, chasing well, but also th- they attacked really well uh, against us that day. And look, I, I was surprised, like a lot of other people around the world, that they didn't um, beat Chile and they didn't then go on and uh, win that last game against Portugal. Unfortunately, I reckon it was just a little bit of bad bad luck and a little bit of mistiming. Uh, Portugal are actually, as you saw at the World Cup, are actually a really good side that played really well at the World Cup. 
Uh, and I know there was uh, plenty of other stuff going on in the in the Chile game on both home and away. So, look, and, but I think that could drive the the USA team on for that next qualification because but no doubt they were hurting from that. And I think that's a really good motivator for them moving forward and they won't and just can't let that happen again. Uh, Scott Lawrence, from what I've, I've I met him in, in Tbilisi in Georgia, uh, I think I watched a few of the games um, because we had to play them. And, and I, I think he's done a, a great job. I think he's doing a fantastic job. So I reckon they're heading in the right direction. And hopefully Major League Rugby and all of the, um, the teams in Major League Rugby can help grow USA Rugby. And, and look, that's a massive part that why I'm here. Because uh, I want to do that, because that's part of, I guess, my philosophy in rugby is to to grow, to learn, uh, to get better every day. And if doesn't matter who I'm coaching, I want to give that on to my players. So, and if I can help uh, some of the American players get into uh, the American team and play well and qualify for World Cup, then I've done a good job. A hundred percent, mate. I have no doubt that that we're you know. We're Scott Lawrence has taken the steps. I've I've talked to him many occasion, had him on the show, uh, done some other interviews with him, and and I really think his head's in the right place. And I love the fact that he's you've already had some positive conversations, and I know he's reached out to other coaching staffs and organizations in the MLR. Obviously, previ even previous to the decision to to, to get the anthem in the mix, so um, I think he's the, the right man for the job. And it's great to have somebody like yourself, you know, come in and and contribute to. Uh, building um, towards 2027 and 2031, and, and hopefully uh, you find a home and a place here that that um, can be fruitful moving forward. And and by that I mean win a stinking MLR shield, mate. I I, <laughs> I am I I, I want to see it happen. I'm I'm so excited for the team, and I can't wait to see what 2024 brings. But head coach Corey Brown from the Nola Gold, glad we got this one on for fans cuz I know in particular a Bayou rugby coverage uh Dennis I know you're watching Dan I know you're watching so I'm excited to bring this to you Benji I know you're going to watch too excited to bring this one to you coach Corey Brown thank you so much for taking some time out of your day to to spend it with us and give us a little insight into you and you know what's in store for the Nola Gold moving forward in 2024 um I'm going to give you an opportunity. Is there somebody you'd like to throw a shout out to or, or an organization charity that perhaps you, you support that you would like to just, you know, throw out for fans? Uh, no, there's not, certainly no one I'd like to uh, throw a shout out to, but just, yeah, thanks for the opportunity. Um, look, I think I'd like to talk about rugby and, and have a good chat. Uh, I'm always, always open. Uh, if you're looking for an opportunity to go around the world, check out IMH Sport. Um, yeah, it's it's something that hopefully the platform grows. Um, so, look, just cheers for the opportunity. And, yeah, I'm looking forward to working with um, Noel Gold and hopefully being successful and, and making the players better. 100%, mate. Well, again, thank you so much for joining the show. It's been an absolute pleasure. And uh, you know that I'll be taking you up on that beer and rugby discussion uh, when I come down there into the Crescent City on April 6th for uh, that big weekend. I'll be there from Tuesday all the way to Sunday. Uh, so I'm going to, I'm going to make it fun holiday uh, and joining the Nola gold. Uh, and I believe they play old. No. Mm. Is that LA? 
I have to look back. Um, Shoot, I just uh, went down with a plan. Yeah, I hear you. I hear you. <laughs> anyway, so I will see you then. I can't wait to meet you in person. Again, we'll, we'll, we'll I, I probably not uh, try to avoid chewing your ear off. My wife will stop me, I'm sure, and let me know it's time to go home. Nice. So, um, Look forward to meeting you. 100%, mate. And I, again, I appreciate it. There we go, folks. Another episode of the Run Pass Kick interview. I hope we got all that knowledge dropped in there for you so you can take it in and enjoy it as we begin to ramp up towards 2024. And don't forget to keep checking back. I know that the merch will be coming out soon. So get your kit. I'm wearing old school, but you know what? There's some pretty good new school stuff coming up. And I know Coach Brown's going to be sporting it. So check out the uh, Nola Gold um, um, Facebook page because they're wearing the new, I believe they're wearing some of that new kit in and around the practice pitch. So, So with that, we will see you all at the next.